Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Here we go again. This is Super Dave back at it again with another episode of the PA Political Revolution Podcast. And we have another, I mean, another historic guest, another historic show we're going to have today. I have right here finally got her locked down, the legendary Mary Bones. Ma'am, go ahead and introduce yourself for us right quick. Hey, everyone. It's me, Mary. I don't know about legendary, though. Right. Well, go ahead and tell us just a little bit about yourself, ma'am. Um, well, I am a mother of four. I used to work on local political campaigns for the Jefferson County Democratic Party candidates. And then I have my regular job. Nothing too interesting. Cool, cool. That that couldn't be further from the truth because everybody's talking everybody's talking about Mary right now. But before we get into uh, that other stuff, can you tell us a little bit how did you get involved with the uh, local Democratic Party? Sure. So back when Hurricane Harvey hit Southeast Texas, I lost my home wow. um, in the floodwaters. So few friends of mine told me to head down to the Jefferson County Democratic Party headquarters and um, get any help or assistance or resources that I may need. I think this was like two or three days after our house went under. I don't even think the water had fully receded at this point. And um, when I went there, the chairman at the time, Cade Burnson, um, was so nice. I mean, he brought me back to his office. We had lunch and he was just talking to me about what they were doing and what kind of resources they were providing and encouraged me to get more involved in local politics um, with the party. And that's kind of how things started. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Now, now, tell me something. You've been on a a couple of local campaigns, right? You've been on, um, uh, Mr. What Joseph Trahan campaign before, and you've also worked with um, Christian Manuel Hayes campaign ca- uh, campaign before. Is that correct? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit? Well, first off, what do you think about the um, the race? What do you think about the District uh, Twenty Two State Rep race? Are you surprised who won? What's your kind of feelings on that? Mm. I've been asked that question a couple of times today. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think both candidates have things that they can offer district 22. Um, you know, they both have leadership skills. Christian has a lot of experience working on legislation under Joe Deschtel and being in Austin. Joseph has, um, a natural leadership ability and has many local Southeast Texas connections. Um, am I surprised about who won? I don't even have an answer for that. Mm. Normally I have big, strong opinions about who wins races and who I think's going to win. And I just, you know, I think this one was one of those races where it was a tough call. I mean, right. they, it was a very, very close race. And um, I think when Christian's crew saw that Joseph was ahead during that runoff election, mm-hmm. when those numbers came out, right. I think they got very busy. Yeah, yeah, and I think they, now I'm going to interject on that too. I think they did get very busy and they did well. 
And I think one of the things that they're just in my opinion, right? It kind of put them over the ledge. That you know, I received a whole lot of a lot of male paraphernalia, a lot of political male paraphernalia for it, and that kind of reminds people. You know, that's for me. That's kind of what I think. Okay, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Christian stuff coming in the mail, and then you have him. But you know, Joe Justin telling all of that. Um, you know, I think that was you know great, and I think he you know he did what he had to do to go ahead and uh, win the race. Now, now you used to work on. Um, both campaigns, right? First off, what, what did you, what did you think about um, working in um, in um, um, Joseph Trahan's campaign? Could you tell us a little bit about that, or did you want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, well, I met Joseph on the campaign trail for Nick Lamson when he was running for judge um, against Jeff Brannick, and I think he was fresh out of college and had just come back to Southeast Texas and. I remember when I met him, we became friends pretty quickly. He was so much fun and had such good energy and was really excited to get Democrats elected. Um, and he liked Nick and I liked Nick. I mean, who doesn't like Nick? Right. Um, like he's Nick. such a good, he's such a good guy, you know? And, uh, but I just, I became friends with him and we had a friendship for quite a while. And one day he called me and said, I think I'm going to run for Jefferson County Democratic Chair. Mm. And I was like, whoa, 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 I don't know, I don't know. Who's going to support you? Are you sure about this? But right. he had an array of support. Like, people were rallying behind him, and he really wanted it. I cannot deny that Trahan wanted that position. Um and he did everything he could to get it. Some good things, some not so good things, but he won. Okay, but what do you think he's going to do now since he didn't actually um, win the spot? What do you think his plans for the future are now? I have no idea. We do not um, have the same relationship that we once did when I was helping him on the campaign trail. Um, but I can assure you that he's not done. Mm. He's not going to stop running just because he lost. Okay. He is a leader and wants to be involved in politics. And he has the, um, you know, stamina and connections and excitement to continue on that path, in my opinion. Um, he might take a break for a little while, but I don't think this is the last time we'll hear his name on a ballot. Right, right, right. Okay, that seems to be cool. Also, let's jump forward to um, Christian Manuel Hayes. What, what was it like working with this campaign? Um, well, every campaign's different. I mean, the candidates are all different. They all have different personalities. What they want to do in their campaign is different. What your role looks like in their campaign is different. Joseph was a very hands-on candidate. Mm -hmm. Um he knew what he wanted to do and he knew how he wanted to do it. Um, and you just kind of, you know, followed behind him and did what you needed to do to help. Christian was more hands off. Christian was new to campaigning right. and pretty much begged me to be on his campaign in December because mm. he had had a falling out with some family members who were helping him and his campaign was not working out the way that he had hoped it would. And 
I was very hesitant to even get involved on that campaign because of all of the things being said about me currently, but he wanted me on his campaign and he and his family embraced me with open arms and I came on the campaign and, and it was a lot. I mean, we were doing three months of work in 30 days trying to catch up and fix everything. And I guess ultimately, whether I was off the campaign later or not, he did, you know, succeed and win the election. And that's great. Um, But when I came on in January, I would have never thought that would happen. So I really do think that they turned it around very quickly and saw how important it was to stay, you know, stay the path of the election after the runoff. Right, right, right. That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm happy for the young man. I'm happy for the young man. I did, I did support him in his uh, election, and um, but I don't have anything against Mr. Joseph Trahan. I don't really know him, you know. I admit, I admit, um, Chris. Well, I don't really know him either, if you ask me. I Who? mean, everybody was my friend at one point, and where right, are they now? Right, right, right. <laughs> nah, but, but that's politics for you, right? Right. I mean, yeah. everybody's got their own agendas and their own ideas, and uh, sometimes, you know. Your friendships and your use for people are just seasonal when it comes to politics, especially in this town. Right, and absolutely, you, you just gave a great lead in to what I want to lead on next. Right, next I want to lead into the more intimate details of what's going on with Mary Bond. Right now, you know, just want to also remind you and say it on here that you do have, you know, some open uh, legal issues going on right now, and I do want to, you know, tread lightly on this. You know, when I'm asking questions, I may forget, you know, what's good to ask and what's not good to ask. So you can always say, hey, I don't want to answer this question. I can't answer this question. Or you can answer some of it, however would you like. You know what I mean? So don't just want to remind you, don't take it as that I'm forcing you to answer any questions, anything like that. I do, you know, I do know you want to get some of your, um, your, your information out there as far as like to kind of help clear your name and to kind of carry on some misconceptions right first off is there anything that you want to say that you thought you've been treated wrong by the um by the uh, christian manuel hayes campaign as what you know different allegations are saying about you that's a good question um that i've had a lot of time to sit back and think about and reflect on um you know my part in that campaign christian's part in that campaign other people's parts and you know, first of all, one thing I've had to learn in being involved in politics, um, I don't even think it's just a local level. I think it's just a national problem. Politics are dirty. Right. And you think people are your friends, but when they get put, you know, have their back put up against a wall, mm-hmm. they will choose themselves. And I don't know if that's a political thing or that's a human thing, right. but... Um, You know, do I think I've been mistreated? I don't know if that's the word. Um, I think the community continues to be deceived to a certain degree. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an angel or I've never done anything wrong. But, you know, my lawyer does not want me going out defending myself with specific allegations being made against me. And so that leaves me in a difficult position because... People can basically write or say or report anything they want, and I can't really do much about it. And that used to frustrate me a lot. And really, I would lose sleep at night over it, not being able to say my side of the story. But 
you know, it's been a while since this stuff has been going on and I've found some acceptance in it and kind of figured out what's important and what's not important. And, um, you know, I will say that the story that's being given to the community about my place on the Christian manual campaign and what I did do or didn't do is about as inaccurate as it could be. And I understand why some people may see that as not a truthful statement on my part, because I do have some things, you know, on the forefront that make me look a bit questionable. However, um, you know, it's kind of like the old saying, there's her side, his side, and then the truth, you know? Um, So, you know, I think there was some damage control that needed to be done very quickly. Um, I think uh, Christian needed to protect himself and his image and Joe Deschatel's reputation and endorsement. And I was an easy target and an easy scapegoat. Um, and, and, and they knew I wouldn't speak out because they knew that, um, you know, I was trying to be careful with what I say and don't say. Right. And I would not say something that would intentionally incriminate me. So it worked to their advantage. I mean, they can basically say whatever they want, and there's really not very much I can do about it under my circumstances. I mean, call it unfair, call it being mistreated. I mean, life's pretty unfair. I think we can all attest to that. But I will tell you that the story that's been said isn't all true. And Christian Manuel, terrible time at checks and balances. And was very hands-off in his campaign and, you know, pretty much had a meltdown every other day about how he wanted to drop out of the campaign because it was too much for him. I mean, again, I'm glad he's sustained and he's going to be the next state rep. That's great. I mean, you know, his experience will hopefully represent, you know, District 22 well, but my concern is, you know, is he even stable enough to handle the job? Because the way he handled the situation with me may look like I'm just some crazy person to the community or to whoever's reading what he's saying. But in the end, knowing what I know, I'm like looking in going, Oh my God, like he is going to lie to you guys just like he Mm. did about me to make himself look like, you know, he didn't do anything wrong in his campaign and he had no idea what was going on. I mean, all I'm going to say is based on his allegations of me, I mean, are you really telling me that for 50 days he never looked at his bank account and he had no idea what was going on in his bank account? I mean, come on. I look at my bank account every day, you know? So, I mean, people want to believe what they want to believe. And right now they want to believe that Mary Vaughn is a criminal Mary Bond is a con artist and they want to put Mary Bond, you know, out on Front Street and talk about how terrible I am and how I need to be in jail. So no matter what I say, I don't think it's going to change anybody's opinion. Um, But, you know, there are two sides to every story. And, you know, elected officials and people who want to be elected officials tend to manipulate the community to get what they want pretty frequently. Yeah, 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 they do. They do. You are right about that. So, so I'm glad you kind of said that, right? Because th- th- that's exactly what we want to get over here at the PA Political Revolution podcast. We want to get that other side because 
the media is kind of skewed sometimes. It is skewed. It has yes, and, and, and certain people control the media, right? And also, right. and also that over here, you know, you don't have we don't have any big sponsors or whatnot. You know, it's pretty much me. I do and say whatever the hell I want to do. You know, and I say you sound like me. You're on right. your own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I say what I want to say, and I want to keep that independence, so I can give out the facts. I can if I want to call. The uh, council members, some clowns. I can do that. Nobody, what they're gonna do? Nobody's gonna do me anything, you know. So they well, you're one of the very few people in this town that are not bought and paid for. I can assure you that. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, these, hey, especially a lot of these Negroes down here, they are bought and paid for. You import all the Texas. Well, you can state. always tell. Well, tell I mean, that. if you sit back and you pay attention. And, you know, you're smart enough. You can tell who's who's being bought and paid for. It's not hard to figure out. And it's right. pretty much everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Yeah. If they're not paid for, bought all the way, they're rented or leased, you know. So uh, from that. So, so it's pretty much, it's pretty much, I'm just asking, right, on your situation with the Christian Manuel Hayes, right, Pretty much a lot of the allegations, some of the things are pretty much exaggerated. Is that fair for me to say? I mean, they're not only exaggerated, they're just completely deceptive. Right. Okay, completely right, deceptive. Right, 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 I mean, right. he basically, like I saw, said earlier, got his back up against the wall in some situations on the campaign, and Deschatel questioned him and questioned him pretty tough. And he has a lot to lose. I mean, he lives in Joe Deschatel's house here in Beaumont. He's been staying there for quite a while because Joe lives in Houston right. and with his fiance. And, um, you know, he's being, I mean, he's being paid by Joe. Like that's where his income is coming from. You know, he's being endorsed by Joe in order to be the next state rep. I mean, Joe is his everything. Without Joe, his entire life falls apart. So right. it's kind of like a father-son relationship. If Joe is not pleased with his son, you may have some consequences. And being that your entire life is tied to Joe Deschatel, right. you really can't afford to lose his trust. And so, of course, he would say whatever he needs to say to appease Joe and not be the bad guy or the irresponsible one on his campaign. I mean, he can't afford to lose his paycheck in his home and Joe's right. trust in the middle of a campaign. So... I was a good scapegoat. And, you know, maybe half of that's my fault. Maybe I shouldn't have gotten back involved in politics, you know, after some of the things that have um, been alleged against me, et cetera. But, you know, Christian was a friend of mine and he begged me for my help. And Joe Desitel gave me his blessing to help. So, you know, one of the things both of them said after all was said and done that they had no idea what kind of person I was or what kind of trouble I had. I just want everyone to know the entire town knows about Mary Bond, the true and the untrue. So, you know, that just shows people will say anything. Right, right. So so, so it is safe to say that the family with um, Christian Manuel Hayes and the family knew any kind of, you know, um, baggage that you had, legal issue that oh, you yeah. had, any type of rumors that you had, right? Pretty oh, much yeah. I, right? I sat down and spoke with them, not just Christian, but his mother and, you know, his aunt. And, I, you know, even talked to Joe briefly over the phone. And I said, I'm concerned 
about my presence on this campaign. I'm worried it will hurt Christian. Like I'm willing to help, but like when Joseph gets wind of this, he's gonna think it's a big smear campaign. He's gonna have, you know, his people start saying stuff. And if we want Christian to win, if y'all want Christian to win, it's probably better that I'm very behind the scenes. And so that is the role that I played for a while. I was very behind the scenes. Um, and then, you know, one of his parties, his um, Christian's, you know, meet and greet parties came up and his mother and him and other people encouraged me, like fiercely encouraged me to come and show up and who cares what people have to say. And I'm like, you right. don't understand. It's not going to be good for y'all because, <laughs> you don't understand. and it wasn't so much about like, this is true, everything they're saying about me. It was just this is the narrative. This is what's being said. And I don't think this will help Christian win. And if you want him to win, like, no, no, you know, there's right. ways to help people without being on the forefront of a campaign. Right. Um, and they were very pushy about, we're not that kind of family. We don't care what people say. And so I went to a meet and greet and that was the beginning of the end. That is when it started rolling around to everybody's telephone that Mary Bond was helping Christian Manuel. Joseph Trahan got wind of it, called a few people on labor, told them he couldn't believe this, he couldn't believe that, and it just stirred the pot. Um, anyways, I think a few people got a hold of Deschatel and got his feathers ruffled, which it doesn't right. take much to do, by the way. Right, right. Um, you know, he doesn't want anybody to think poorly of him under any circumstances. Right. But, you know... It is what it is. I, I told the family what my concerns were. They live here. They know what people have said and they made decisions. Um, there's no way that they can say they didn't know what was going on. Right, right, okay, okay. okay. Uh, just tell me, how, how close uh, were you and uh, Christian were? When y'all was at your good point, tell me about the good times. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. He became my friend when I was helping Joseph on the campaign trail. So a couple of years ago, I met him at a forum of some sort during the time that Joseph was running for Jefferson County Democratic Chair. And I was introduced to Christian and I knew Joe, you know, from being our state rep and I went to school with his son here in Beaumont. Um, and the minute I met Christian, we were connected at the hip. We were mm. friends from that moment on. He was so fun to be around. Oh my gosh, my children loved him. Right. He oh, was just—he was fun. Man. He is I mean, he was—he was a good time. Like we didn't have all these bad, you know, experiences together, and like, you know, a bad relationship until you know the beginning of February when things kind of went south. I mean, we had a good time. And when Joseph Trahan and I had our falling out, Christian was one of the people who stood by my side yeah, yeah. without wavering that mm. entire time. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I was so loyal to him right, when right. he asked me for help on his campaign, because I truly did not want to get involved in that campaign. Yeah, I, and I, yeah. I said that more times than I can count. Right. Cause you had allegiance to both sides, right? Right. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. but I, you know, 
I kind of felt like I should reciprocate the loyalty that he had to me. You know, when Joseph and I had our falling out, it was devastating for me. He was my best friend. Mm. And we went through a lot of things together um, during the campaign stuff. You become very close to people when you're their number two on the campaign trail. Um, And and you learn things about yourself and them and each other. Um, it's, It's an experience that, you know, of a lifetime. You learn the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know everybody's secrets. You know, yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I just, you know, even though Christian has spoken out negatively against me, I still have love for him because, you know, I think that he is being pushed to do so by other people. I right. don't think that's really Christian. Right. I don't think Christian would be nasty to anybody, especially in a public light. I think other people have conned him and manipulated him into thinking this was a good move for him to do this. Yeah, yeah. I I think Christian seems like a genuinely good dude. I like Christian. He seems like a really genuinely good, a genuinely, you know, good-hearted dude. You know, a good-hearted dude. In a campaign trail, had him a bit, you know, up and down for a while. Yeah, well, politics get a hold of him. I'm not sure that that doesn't happen to everybody, you know? at At least a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people. The only person that I've worked with on a campaign that I've not seen get really emotional and just kind of stayed very calm and was never elevated and just always had the same attitude day after day was Jefferson Fisher when he ran against Mike Getz for city council here in Beaumont. He was the easiest candidate to work with. He was so normal and... You know, just drama-free, and we never had one hiccup between us during his campaign. And I worked on his campaign for several months, and his family was wonderful. It's a shame that he moved out of Beaumont and isn't going to run again for something because he he really is quite the candidate and quite the lawyer. He's He's got a lot to offer. Oh, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. That is good to hear. Now, let's kind of go ahead and jump jump over to the um, Trahan side right quick, just right quick. Now, I know you had some uh, you have some current issues going over there. Did you want to talk about that or you want to skip that? What do you want to talk about, exactly? Um, so, you know, allegations over there with, with, with him, you know, just different allegations. Certain allegations over there with him and the, uh, and the Democratic Party. Did you want to address anything or not? You don't have to. Well, I kind of like my attorney, so I'm going to be careful. Oh, hey, hey, that's it. <laughs> he Ooh. is a very good attorney, a very smart attorney, and I'm very fortunate to have him represent me. Right. So I don't want to cross any lines that he would scold me for, but I will tell you this. You know, there's a narrative running around that I stole money from the Jefferson County Democratic Party. That never right. happened. Mm-hmm. That never happened. And there are no charges pending against me stating that that happened. So that is inaccurate information. And that's just, you know, my haters, the GOP, whatever you want to call it, you know, spinning everybody's wheels about Mary Bond. I mean, that is a totally inaccurate comment. That is, there's public knowledge of what I'm facing, you know, and what I'm not, and that is not one of those things. Cool. That's, hey, enough said on that. Let's go ahead and since you went to the GOP, let's jump over to this uh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to to one of our favorite peoples, right? 
Philip Klein. Oh, he's my favorite. Yes, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about that gentleman. I had him on the podcast. <laughs> I know he's listening right now. Phil, we're going to light your behind up, brother. But, uh, no, yeah. there's was, no reason to light him up. I'm was, not as hyper about him as he is me. Right, right. Tell me, what, 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 what is this fascination that you think Mr. Philip Klein has about you? I mean, that's you. kind of <laughs> that's kind of been the running question between me and a few other people is like, why is he so obsessed with you, Mary? And I'm like, I have no idea. Now, I do know, I didn't listen to the podcast, but somebody else did that he did with you. Right. And someone said that he made the comment, well, he wants to uncover corruption in the Democratic Party. And everything in regards to Mary Bond is corrupt, he says. Um, but my thing is, if he wants to uncover corruption, then, like, it needs to start with him, okay? Because, mm. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even report accurately about mm. his findings. I mean, my God, he's a private investigator by trade. That's what he does for a living, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. And yet he can't even get the true and correct and accurate information within his story pieces. I mean, he just said that I have a court date on a date that I don't even have a court date. Like, he, <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's talking about. So he's like, Clyde, making um, up. Clyde, you better not be making up stories out there, brother. Go ahead. Well, well he is. And, you know, <laughs> honestly, like, I'll be raw with you. When all that stuff with Trahan and I started being talked about about a year and a half ago, and I got wind that Klein was talking about me, and you know, people were sending me some of the things he was saying about me. It it really bothered me. It really got to me. I was very upset and very uncomfortable. And it wasn't about him talking about me. It was about the inaccuracy of what he was saying that got to me. Right, like, if right. you're going to tell the story, fine. By all means, tell it. But do it the right way. Don't just pull stuff out of your ass and say it. And... I started calling a few people, you know, like people that I, you know, respected in the party and stuff right. like that. People that were leaders in the party. And I would say, you know, how can he do this? What is going on? Like, how can he say this? And this seems like liable slander. He's writing things about me that are not mm. even true. And people would tell me, everybody reads Klein, but nobody takes him seriously. Don't even <laughs> sweat it and stop reading him, you know? And so I just kind of chop it up to like he's the National Enquirer Star Magazine of Southeast Texas, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, I will give him props. There's been a few things about like BISD and stuff that he's reported on, and he's actually done accurately, and he's done a good job about it. But most of the time, he just kind of throws stuff out there to get people really excited and to kind of make them wonder. But I mean, it's not really what's going on. I mean, like. Him saying I stole from the Democratic Party. I did not do that. I have right. no charges against me stating I did that. Like, it's totally false, you know? Like my client says, you have like about 100, 100 charges coming down, the, coming down the pipeline by tomorrow. I know. I mean, he must have connections that nobody in the world has, huh? Right. You think the <laughs> DA is talking to him? No, I don't. I think he might have a friend in there. That might run their mouth. I mean, mm -hmm. hell, Malfino came out of the DA's office. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, we know yeah, corruption yeah, exists. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but do I think that Bob Wortham is calling up Philip Klein and feeding him information? No, I do not. Right, right, I, right. That's why his information is inaccurate. 
not right. just about me, but about other people because he really doesn't have that connection, you know? Klein, this Bob. I got something for you, brother. Come on over. <laughs> I mean, hell, I don't know. Maybe they are talking, but <laughs> I doubt it. I don't, I don't think Bob Wortham is... I mean, I don't know him that well, but I don't think he's sitting back conjuring up stuff about Mary Bond to feed over to, you know, the examiner and, you know, Philip Klein. I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, somebody, somebody's got to be behind him. Do you think somebody's somebody, got to be behind him? Do you think somebody's paying him? I mean, I don't know what I think. I right, haven't given right. Klein that much thought. I mean, I don't read him. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I mean, to put as much effort into the things that he talks about and to report on, I mean, I would think he's getting some kind of compensation for it or somebody's pushing him to do it. Right. I just don't know why you would care that much, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some things to report on that are important, right? But I'm really a nobody. I've never been the so-called vice chair of the Jefferson County Party that he gave me the title of. There is no such title. But thanks anyways, Klein, for the big title. Um, you know, I... I don't know. I, I don't know what his motive is. Again, he says he wants to uncover corruption with the Democratic Party, but I'm not really sure that there's any corruption involving me actually going on. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, nobody's right. helping me out. <laughs> right, right. You, you, you think he's doing this to be political to try to to try to skew the um, political field so that it'll make any kind of um, Republican candidate? Seem the seem like it's more pleasurable to the to the citizens versus Democrat. You think? I mean, it's a possibility. That's a good question. I mean, he rags on Democrats like crazy, right. from what I hear. Like it's just my time of the year. You know, I've seen, right. you know, things that he said about other people that you know actually hold office. And I mean, he he's been pretty pretty brutal at times. But I, I guess that's what he's trying to do is make the Democrats just look bad. But Again, I just don't think people take him as seriously as he takes himself. Right, right. I know he has a lot of he has some beef with other, you know, attorneys and other people would not. Um <clears throat> I mean, my thing is yeah. how am I gonna be super worked up about somebody who doesn't even have the ability to use spell check in his writings? Come on. Ooh. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, whenever we writing, we kind of, you know, it's, it's a lot of times we as writers or, you know, bloggers, whatever, we kind of misspell a lot of words sometimes. I yeah, don't I know. I mean, yeah. I, I'll i be honest with Klein, you. Yeah. I was nervous about him covering things about me in the beginning. Right. I was over a year ago. I was like, this is not a positive thing for me. But then I realized his private investigator skills are not really that sharp because mm. he's not even accurately reporting. Right, so right. there's really nothing to be worried about. I sleep pretty good at night. Cool, cool, cool. Let's jump um, over to another uh, subject, right? What about we think about the Examiner uh, magazine? We think about that and their <laughs> coverage of you. I mean, they're just another Klein. <laughs> if you ask me, I actually worked for them about nine or ten years ago. Wow, okay. I did. What do you yep. What do you did? What did you do over there? A writer or? I worked with the publisher's wife, oh, okay. and I did, uh, I didn't do the examiner, so to speak. I did their other publications, um, the business journal, and a few other things. It was mostly a sales gig, you know, just trying to sell spots in each publication. 
um, it was a fun job. I mean, sales is always fun, you know, but, um, you know, I, at one point I got promoted to downstairs to the examiner, but I didn't stay there very long. Don, Don and I, the publisher, do not see eye to eye on very much, but apparently very few do. I mean, that's why the turnover rate is incredibly high over there. Wow, okay, okay, okay. But I'm not too concerned with what they say either. They're locally owned. They don't have any major corporation that they have to answer to meaning they have a little more elbow room to kind of, you know, say whatever they want, whether it's a hundred percent true or not. Um, you know, their credibility, integrity, and reporting is just a little more questionable than the media outlets such as KFDM and channel 12 news and the Beaumont enterprise. You know, one of the things Klein has said about me from what I heard from somebody is that, you know, why are these other media outlets not covering Mary Bond. There's so much corruption. That's what he says. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not really news. I'm, I mean, like, I'm not big news. I mean, I'm big news to him and to maybe a few other people, but it's not really newsworthy stuff. Nothing's really happening right now. <laughs> right, right. And, again, they have people they have to answer to, you know, that are not uh, – the money trail doesn't come back to Southeast Texas like it does for the examiner, so to speak. So they're going to have to explain why they're reporting on things inaccurately. And they're not going to take those types of chances that a local publication is going to take because they're privately and locally and quietly and, you know, owned by somebody. I mean, I don't know if it's so quiet, but they just have a lot more to lose. So they're going to be careful about saying things that are not completely honest. And these publications can kind of, you know, say whatever the hell they want. Right. And, and, and Klein has accused you of, of making a, a phone call to him and telling him or oh, a message or something like that, a message or a phone call. Yeah. They're saying that you're going to sue him or somebody's going to sue him, something of that nature. Did you want to address any um, of that? Or? Well, I've never contacted Philip Klein. I wouldn't even know how to if I had to. Um, I have no desire to contact him. Um, As a matter of fact, I've been advised not to contact him. Oh, yeah, of course. I would believe Um, that. And if I did want to contact him, I would would just pick the phone up and call him. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. hide behind some message from a friend's phone or whatever he's claiming I'm doing. I mean, that's another you know, deceptive thing he says, oh, Mary Bond sent us a message and we can lead it back to her. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you can't because it never happened. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, it's it's just silly. Like, I don't know. I, I would just think he would have, like, things to actually, like, go out and investigate instead of having this goofy blog. Right, and then, and also on this, um, you know, what you call a goofy blog, he seems to be good friends with, with the uh, judges over your case. You think the judge is giving him information to put on I his do blog? Not. I do not because he's reported inaccurately on the way that my judge is. Right. I mean, I don't know my judge personally. I know that he is a Democrat on the ballot, and I right. know him on that level, but I've never spoken to him prior to being in front of him. And uh, I don't know. I mean... He's he's not the kind of judge that is a pushover. He's not the kind of judge that's going to give you free passes. If he lets you go home, it's because you get to go home. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not 
doing any favors for me. I can promise right. you that. Right, right, right. And, uh, and I don't think that, you know, again, I don't. I just don't think that he has this in with Judge Stevens that he speaks of. It's so silly because the things he says that the judge is saying and doing is absolutely not happening at all. Right, right. And also he's saying, making allegations that um, not with this judge, but some things is going on with another judge. Oh, yeah. He is saying that my youngest son is um, the son of a local sitting judge. Wow. That I have a child with a sitting judge here in Southeast Texas, which is wow. completely untrue. I mean, I... I have an open child support case where you can easily see who the, you know, father of my child is. Um, and they've, they've gone so far as to harass this judge. Like, apparently they've been in his office asking if he'll submit a DNA test and who, all this stuff. It's who, so ridiculous. Like, they're just harassing everybody. Who, who's been in the uh, judge's office? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's Klein's people or if it's people connected to him. Um, I, I don't know the details. I just mm. know that this judge has been approached and asked if he is the father of my younger son. Wow. And apparently he's pretty offended. And that judge is the second cousin of my son's father. So I don't know if they think that he looks similar to my son and that's where they got their information from or what, but he is related to my son's father. He is not the father of my son. Right. And um, again, I mean, <laughs> y'all are cops and PIs and stuff. I mean, you can't figure this stuff out. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I, mean, I, I mean, I have to say, Jeff, I don't see this is why everybody needs to get into Jefferson County politics. Well, oh, first, I don't know about that. Don't tell people to do that. <laughs> well, 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 first off, you need to watch these politicians, right? That, that's the main reason. But it's entertaining, right? Regardless if it's true or not, it's something that can keep your attention to look at these politicians. You, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people need a lot of entertainment to watch politics or don't really want to understand politics, but I'm telling you, all of the comedy around, you know, I call it comedy, all of the comedy and stuff around the politics, hell, it's just comedy enough watching, you know, um, local politics with Port Arthur, w watching the current mayor lie to you, you know, that's that's enough politics right there, that's enough comedy right there, you know, it's just, it's it's crazy, it's crazy, um, well, you know, you, so. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fun that can be had in it. It's not all negative. I mean, I have had some of the most joyful moments of my entire life with people in politics, laughing and working hard to get good Democrats elected locally. It's not all been negative. The problem right. is people get caught up in the wrong things. Right. The, the opposition wants to tear, you know, the other people apart. And I mean, there's fighting within our own party, within our yeah. own democratic party here locally. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the Christian manual race and the Joseph Trahan race was not all peaches and cream. I mean, I think it's really cute 
that they're acting like it was, but it was not. It was pretty messy and pretty dirty. And I spent many nights calming Christian down because of things that Joseph was supposedly saying and doing. Mm. And I'm sure it goes vice versa. Um, But, you know, Christian was very green to it all. And I'm not necessarily not green, but I had been around a little longer. And, you know, one of the things I told Christian was, I mean, I looked at him the day that he said, I want you to help me. And I said, I mean, are you ready for this? Because it's going to get messy. Whether I'm involved or not, your feelings are going to get hurt every day. And you've got to be able to, you know, stand your ground and keep putting one foot in front of the other because people are going to say things about you that are just going to baffle you. It's just going to be incredible. And they're going to try to tear you down, tear your family down, right. tear your campaign manager down. I mean, they're that's what they do. But, right. you know, I mean, that's one of the th- things that makes me the saddest about the local party right now is that there's so much division and there's so much beef between who supported Christian and who supported Joseph. And everybody really just needs to come together and get Democrats elected in the November election. And I just don't know, you know, if they're able to come together and make that happen. I don't know. Right, right. And, and I want to go ahead and ask you about um, this new person. Right? What do you think about, um, I think the person's name is Ava, uh, the new chair of the um, of the uh, Jefferson County Party, if I'm not mistaken. Could you go ahead and tell me a little bit about her? Yeah, so so I met Ava a little bit before Joseph ran for the party chair position. Okay, she's new Democratic uh, chair party, right? She she's the Democratic okay. chair right okay. now. Right, yes, right. yeah, Democratic yeah, chair. Right. Yeah. So when Cade uh, Burnson um, stepped down as Jefferson County Democratic chair, right there was a precinct chair vote, which is obviously not an election where anybody's on a ballot. It's just kind of like precinct chairs in the party. Um, And they voted between Ava Graves and Joseph Trahan. This was several years ago. And Ava won by one point. And I always like to say this tidbit. She won by one point and that vote was her, her vote Mm. because she was a precinct chair. Um, (laughs) And, uh, I mean, I personally thought it was bizarre that she could even vote in the election for herself. But since she was a sitting precinct chair, I guess that's the rules and it makes sense. But um, so then she and Joseph ran against each other where they were both on an actual ballot for the position. And Joseph won. Right. Um, And that was a pretty contentious race. I mean, I would have to say some things that were said and done in that race. I mean, if the walls could speak, I wouldn't be the only one with charges against me. Let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Um, but I mean, it was incredible. And, um, I just, I mean, I don't know. I, it was pretty bad. I mean, I don't know that it was necessarily Ava and Joseph as much as it was their camps. Mm. that were fired up and going after each other. I mean, I heard that when Joseph won that election, that somebody at uh, the opposition's, you know, watch party for the election night actually threw a chair across the room. So, (laughs) 
people were pretty pissed off. But, I mean, here's the thing about Joseph. I don't agree with everything Joseph has said and done, especially yeah. about me. Right, of course. But Joseph works. He works his butt off. Right. And that's one thing I'll give to him. I mean, he didn't win that race by luck. He won that race because he worked really, really hard. Right, okay. And I don't regret working with him. I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot about party policy. I learned a lot about people in politics. And my biggest lesson that I came out of that learning, and I think I told Joseph this, was none of these people are our friends. None of them. Yeah. (laughs) People only cozy up to you because they think that it's going to assist them or help them in some way. But if you're really down and out and you need them, you're going to be looking for a lot of people to show up and they're not going to show up. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's sad about politics. And a lot of times, most of these people are sold out anyway. So, you know, when you go in and befriending some sellouts, you know, that that's the only thing you get. But when times get hard, they start running away. You know what I mean? So Well, and, and, and to a certain degree, I do understand it, David. Like, to a certain degree, I get it. Like, for example, when, you know, a, about a year and a half ago, when things started being said about me and allegations were being made and as they continue to be made there were people that I considered friends that I considered being close to people that I would talk to on a pretty regular basis not just about politics but just you know about my kids or about you know something and I no longer have some of those relationships some some of them because they no longer want to have a relationship with me, but some of them because I just knew that it was appropriate to pull back. They're right. elected officials. I have all this stuff in front of me, and I'm not going to put them in a position to not be, com- you know, comfortable around me. I knew yeah. they had a position and a stance to uphold, and it was not appropriate for me to impose myself on them during my troubles. Right, it was best right. to just pull back and let people live their lives and not be a part of ruining their reputation further, you know? Yeah. Yes, yes I, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. Now, um, pretty much I seem to have gotten, gotten to a lot of all the major questions that I want. You know, we're kind of, you know, tiptoeing around certain things because you have certain uh, issues, legal issues going on, so that's why I'm kind of, you know, jumping forward back. Is there anything that you want to speak on that I didn't bring up that you like to talk about? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that I want to speak on or that I can speak on? Both. <laughs> that's Both. You that's want a million dollar question, right? That you want and can speak on. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot. I don't yeah. really have much else to say. Um you know, a lot of, uh-oh, my dog must hear somebody. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> get the gun. I just, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm not doing this to convince anybody of anything. All right, all right. You know, that is not my goal here. I'm not here to badmouth everybody. I mean, we all have our troubles in front of us. Um, you know, there's been good and there's been bad in this walk with local politics and me. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you don't get into this industry of helping on campaigns and being involved politically 
if you think you're not going to get hurt. I knew the moment that I walked into this, um, this playing field that I would get hurt at some point. Um, I knew people would lie about me. Mm -hmm. I just knew it. I've seen it happen to other people, to good people who did not deserve it. Um, I've watched the examiner and Klein just berate people, you know, good people who really have done very little wrong. And I am not saying that that is me. I'm just saying, you know, at the end of the day, this is just, you know, a part of the journey, you know, you learn lessons, you have some relationships and they last forever and you have some relationships and they were just for a season. I mean, I'm still very close to a lot of people that I was close with two or three years ago. Not everybody has turned their backs on me. Um, but the one thing I do want to say is I don't have the favor that Klein and the examiner claim I have. Mm. I don't have that favor. I mean, I am out on bond and I am deserving of a bond and I have behaved myself for the most part on bond. You know what I mean? And that is why I am here still. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, believe what you want to believe. Talk about me all you want to. Me and my family are really good. Like we're happy and we're content and we accept whatever comes our way and we will handle it and we will stay together. And thank you to all the people who have remained my friend during a time where it was much easier to turn your back on me. I appreciate those people, you know, and thank you to the people who have turned their back on me Mm. and made me realize that really all I have is me, my family and God, you know, there you go. There you go, and I know that sounds like a perfect ending. And I do want to say, appreciate you, Ms. Marybone, for uh, coming over here, you know, being, for for graciously giving your words to the Revolution Podcast, right? Because we we say over here that, that in order to fight the status quo, you have to have a revolutionary attitude, and just like I have a revolutionary attitude, I know that you have a revolutionary attitude, and everybody knows it. And um, appreciate it for coming on the show. And I this too say, will pass. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This will pass, and nothing but well wishes and prayers for you on you know knocking out all of these these legal issues and getting you know some of the things that was true taken care of and some of the lies being knocked out. And um, everybody else out there, go ahead and um, share this, like it, pass it on, and we have the. Legendary Mirabon and I, we're going to go ahead and say it out. We're going to go ahead and say peace out. Everybody take it easy. And until the next time, peace.